0: What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Extra Point College Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Carnes, joined as always by my co-host, Daniel Hammock. Daniel, week 12 in the books, got a couple late games, but nothing of note late this week. Uh, A Saturday where, it's it's like a cupcake Saturday Saturday in the SEC at least. Uh, Had the opportunity for teams to lose on paper like for some upsets to happen and pretty much chalk across the board. And this one, um, this, we're going to talk about some games that that we picked some close games, but it is shaping up to be an epic last two weeks between rivalry week, conference championship week, because this is somehow going to sort itself out. And, you know, I keep saying that for, for years, the 14 playoffs been the perfect number because, You've never had more than four te- than three teams, excuse me, that like could definitively say at the end of the season we deserve to play for the national championship. As in, like, there's never been more than three teams that went undefeated, like twelve and zero or better, and could say like we for sure deserve to play for the championship. There is, there's a chance we could have four this year. Like, yeah, the, you know, there's five right now. Two of them are going to play each other. There's a chance we have four this year, which would be incredible for the last year of the playoff. Um, a lot's going to happen the next two weeks. But let's talk about this week, Daniel. Um, how about we start in the ACC with Louisville? Louisville, yeah. I thought, would lose this week. thought they're playing with fire. You know, maybe looking ahead to Kentucky on the road. Stale environment there in, uh, <laughs> in Miami Gardens. Hundreds of fans. The it, was pretty it, yeah, was, it was sad. It was time. sad. Um, but, dude, they go in there and get it done. Win by a touchdown. And there's they're still, they're still a chance to make the playoff. I think they would need a lot of help because of where they're ranked right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many one-loss teams are ahead of them. But, dude, if you're a one-loss conference champ, you've got a good shot.
1: Yeah, and in other years, they're sitting really pretty um this year just so happens that you know you've got several one loss and unbeatens ahead of them um so they definitely would need help uh starting this week um but i mean no this was a this game did go back and forth um Miami got up early and it was kind of like a you know trying to keep up and just kind of stay in it and then eventually they finally overtake um Miami there at the end um I mean 38 31 I is kind of what I expected um I you know I, I took you know Louisville with our picks and it was mostly because I just didn't trust Miami down the stretch even if they had a lead to make the right plays um but I just want to give credit to Louisville they they've bookended a you know a, They're not done yet, but they've had such a great season. Um, there's a lot, you know, I guess, said of them preseason. I expected them to lose to Georgia Tech to open the year, and that was a struggle win to start with, but they really started the season off strong by getting that momentum and then have carried it through. So very impressed with Louisville thus far, um, solid win against Miami, um, Still don't really know what Miami is And we're in week 12 Whatever this is So uh, I know that I don't trust Miami So you know Great win for Louisville
0: Great win for the cards Everything's still in play For them uh, There's some ranked on ranked matchup Let's talk about those so Arizona and Utah That uh, was a big one No one was able to watch it Since it was on the Pac-12 <laughs> network At 230 But uh, I watched the stats and dude, Arizona's got three losses. If they had two, there is a really good chance that they, uh, um, excuse me, that they could make the Pac-12 championship. And then they would—that yeah. would be a team that I would not want to play at right. this point in the season. Like they are hot. They beat the breaks off of Utah in this game. Big shout out to Jed Fish while he's doing with the Arizona it's pretty. Spectacular, especially riding this momentum going into their first season of the big twelve next year, so huge win for Arizona. they move to eight and three with the rivalry game against Arizona state next week
1: I mean that's just a such a quick turnaround uh just like you said with you know jetfish coming to just an awful team and uh really getting getting everybody believing uh so this is i mean. Regardless of what Utah is doing, you know, on on offense these days, it's a big win to beat the Utes because uh, they've they've been the standard for the past several years in the Pac-12. So
0: good win, good win. Another ranked unranked matchup. Let's go to Knoxville, Georgia. Goes into Knoxville. A lot was made of this game preseason. Of course, last year, this was the one versus one game in Athens. Um, Georgia secures the SEC East in that game last year. The SEC East was one before the game this year. But, of course, Tennessee right. fans had this one circled. But, Daniel, I forget where we saw it on Twitter, but I think the word to use with Georgia right now is surgical. It's just, yeah. it's metic- It's it's so methodical. And with the way they beat you. And this is a team that is peaking at the right time. Like, I think now it would be irrelevant to look back and say, well, what about the Auburn game? It's like this team has evolved since that point in the season. I think, like, recency, like, what have you done for me lately matters because by this right. point, this is the team you are. For example, Alabama. I'm not looking at Alabama's performance against USF and thinking that's who Alabama is. And that that should be taken into consideration when evaluating Alabama right now as a team. Like, obviously, they're, I mean, they're a top five team in college football right now. Um, For sure. Georgia, once again, is peaking at the right time. And I mean, obviously they're, they're number one in the playoff poll now, but they're looking like the best team in college football at the right time.
1: Yeah, I mean you you add a lot to it, you know, they've got um just playmakers all over the place, which Georgia has had, but not in this uh this like kind and quality. Like these guys are deep. There's several guys that can, you know, catch the ball at a high level. And they're they're all very, very talented. It's very, you know, there's a, a higher floor and a higher ceiling for this whole group than Georgia's ever had uh especially under Kirby Smart uh thus far. So the ball can be spread around. I think that's what makes it so difficult for defenses. And, you know, a hot QB. I mean, Carson Beck is, you know, money on third down, and he's just able to find the right guy at the right time. It seems like between him and, you know, Mike Bobo, the offensive coordinator, they're very much like on the same page. They like what they see the personnel. They can rotate so many different guys at every position. Um everybody's got, you know, somewhat different skill sets, so it's like every grouping has special plays that can you know, really either take the top off a of defense or spread them out. It just is is difficult. And then, you know, Georgia defensively, I mean, at this point, death taxes and the 2023 Georgia defense giving up a touchdown on the first drive. Um, it seems like, you know, as soon as that play happens, it's like they, it's like a boxer when he tastes his own blood for the first time. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, I'm alive. I can do this. It's almost like that's all they need. They need to be down, to have some adversity. No one flinched. Um, this is just kind of becoming who they are. Uh, and you mentioned the Auburn game earlier in the year. I mean, I kind of think that that may have just been their transformation, like that second half on the road against Auburn, tough, raucous environment. Uh, you know, at the time, Auburn very much obviously in the game. No one's quit or anything like that. They're giving their best shot to Georgia and Georgia had to do what they do down the, down the stretch. So that kind of has transformed them and they've got, I mean, I don't think anybody wants to play Georgia. <laughs> um but I think like you said, you could say the same thing about Alabama right now. So it is just, you know, amazing that these two are going to, you know, face off it. in 2 weeks in Atlanta.
0: Looking forward to that game and that, that we get that that game this year. We we deserve that as fans. Another ranked on ranked matchup. Washington holds on. Against Oregon State, they won that game 22-20 to on the road. Oregon State was the favorite in this game. So Washington technically pulls an upset here. This looked like Washington was going to run away with it early. Uh, bad weather to get ahead by two scores. I was like, I don't know. And then Oregon State comes right back in in that third quarter. Oregon State had a chance to drive and win late. DJU throws a pick. Washington gets to seal it. They go on to the Apple Cup next week with a chance to go 12-0, and their best record since their 1991 national championship season. And Washington has a chance to do something special. I, I, I mean, they've got to win out to be in the playoff. Like, I, I just don't think there's a chance they're getting in if they... Lose next week or lose to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. I think Oregon's going to have the conference champ at that point, even though they beat Oregon <laughs> earlier this year. Um, yeah, committee's going to say you know that was at Washington. This was this one was on a neutral. This one's for the conference. You know, um, so Washington though, I mean credit to how uh, Pennix played in the rain today. Um, he they committed to throwing the ball regardless of the weather, which I thought was a little uh. Insane at first, but Brave. <laughs> brave. Yeah. I don't brave, that's a reckless that's a word. I don't know. Um <laughs> those are words. Uh but this is I mean it, it's a it's a really impressive win for Washington. They needed this one. This was a big test, and they've got a chance to go to something special and finish the season undefeated.
1: Yeah, I was impressed with their defense today because um Oregon State's been moving the ball on offense. I know there was rain, but uh, you know, two interceptions off of DJU. Um, he has not been putting the ball in harm's way. In fact, he hasn't, I don't think thrown are an interception since the beginning of the season. So um, I think that's a big deal. They needed a game like this to know that they could win with their defense. Um, you know, it was a good team win against a very quality opponent. You and I think very highly of, of Oregon state, obviously. So, uh, Oregon State goes to play Oregon next week. They could cause chaos there too. Their, their chaos is not over, uh, with this game. But yeah, like you mentioned, the Apple Cup next week, Washington just cruising. Um, you know, good for college football. This is, you know, exciting. There's a lot of drama. A lot of it's in the Pac 12. A lot of the drama is circling Washington, Oregon, Oregon State. This is just all, you know, where our, focus is going to be because it's almost like we need to know what happens there to know how things are going to shake out. Um, and, you know, college football has got a way of always delivering on the drama. So, you know, we're, we're all very much. And the cool part about it is I think um usually the Apple cup past several, you know, years was like on black Friday. I think it's been moved to Saturday this, this year, but it's really cool how a lot of these games are spread across, you know, when we get to picking these games this week, you've got your, you know, egg bowl on Thursday, but you've got a lot of black Friday games, which is a lot of fun. And you've got, you know, your, your typical Saturday games, but this is just going to be a, a fun week, not just because of the rivalries, which is always great about this coming up weekend, but there's just so much drama leading up to the playoff uh for the mo- for the first time in recent history where this is the most I could think of that we've had.
0: Daniel, I was almost like, no, oh, no, their games on Friday. Cause it's six days. I'm like, I'm like, it's the 25th That's six days from now, but it's after midnight. So that, uh, yeah. there we go. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a couple of teams that are, you know, one loss or undefeated. We're trying to preserve that. That had some tests on the road. We'll start with Texas. Texas wins, I say test, they won by 10, but it was definitely in contention for the majority of the game. Texas keeps pulling these out. And we were talking before in a pre-show about how Texas seems like they've won some one-score games, but they've been weird one-score games. They haven't been like like last week. It wasn't like TCU was in it the whole game. It was, they got up three scores and kind of let them creep back in. Um, This game wasn't a one-score game. It was a 10-point game. Which is a cover on the road against Iowa State, who's seven? Excuse me, they're six and five now. They were six and four going into the game. Um, like they're a bowl team. So Texas is doing what they need to. If you're an Alabama fan, you're rooting for Texas to lose at some point because you're not right. getting in over Texas. Like the beat you head to head, same record. That's going to matter when you're comparing teams. Um, again, Texas still they need some help. I said a couple of weeks ago that 12-1 and 1 Texas would not be left out, but I was also not counting on uh, four undefeated teams having a chance to get in, which is still on the table. We'll see. College football has a funny way of uh, sorting itself out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once again, it's impressed with Texas. They got the job done. Other one was Michigan. Um, Michigan wins by a touchdown. Daniel, thoughts on either of those two games?
1: Yeah, I mean, the... These are, uh, as far as Texas goes, this evidence that they're a different team than they've been the past several years. This is a game, a thousand percent, they lose last year, year before. Um, it's good to see Quinn Ewers back. Um, you know, just the shoulder looked, it looked pretty good. It looked like on several throws, he was able to make them. So, uh, you know, excited, excited for Texas in that they could maybe, you know, get some momentum here. With, uh, with a healthy team. I know that, you know, uh, John the Brooks is out, but at least getting your, your leader, your captain back, um, that's a big. Yeah, Maryland looked like they had Michigan's number for a little bit. Um, they were able to move the ball and do a few things, and Michigan was just overwhelmingly better than Maryland, which meant that, you know, field position and things like that were always kind of, going against Maryland the whole game. So it would have taken a Herculean effort to pull off the upset. The cover was there because let's face it, Michigan they're fine just getting the win and getting to the game next Saturday. So um sure. you know, I I don't really think we've seen in the past two weeks, I just don't think that we've seen Michigan do anything to really try to do anything special. Um They obviously have wanted to win the game, but ever since I, I don't know. I I think that you know they pulled the plug early last week, and then this week it was like, okay, you know, they're kind of just playing with you, playing down to their level, playing down to Maryland's level. I'm curious what kind of effort we're going to see next week. Obviously, it's the game everybody cares. You know, it's just like I feel like we haven't really gotten. Michigan has not. Dominated like they did early in the season. I don't know if it's related to Harbaugh not being there, tougher competition, or like any sort of a look ahead um, mixture of all of it. Uh, I know that the competition has obviously tremendously gone up uh, when they played Penn State versus what they previously were pay- playing. But yeah, I just have been less impressed with Michigan these past couple weeks. But all that will go away if they if they beat Ohio State next week.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to find out who Michigan is next week. And it, it stinks that it took 12 weeks to finally get there. And I guess you saw it against Penn State a little bit. But, yeah, we're, we're going to find out six days from now what that looks like. Daniel, uh, I'm tapped out on games. I mean, I do want to mention Florida State. Prayers up for Jordan Travis. Hate to see anyone tough, get injured. Man. Hate to see a player of his caliber. who's played as well as he has for as long as he has on senior day. It just stinks for a contender. their starting quarterback. Um, was probably going to
1: be maybe invited for the Heisman ceremony. Yeah, he had, uh, he had, a, shot. He had he was, a shot. He was kind of in that, in that realm, not necessarily to win it, but to go to New York. Um, yeah, that stinks. That stinks. Um one so, game I'll mention gets, before we yeah. do our last last little segment um shout out Georgia Tech beating Syracuse. They're going bowling for the first time since 2018 um, <clears throat> if you if anyone wants to check receipts, go back listen to our show with David Cobb where we do the predictions on you know buying or selling stocks bought stock in Georgia Tech relative to what's going on I bought stock low saying that they were going yeah, to go to a bowl game and they're here despite losing to bowling green this year it is a miracle so <laughs> shout out and boston college they lost to bowling green and boston college jacob somehow beat
0: what north carolina and UNC and, and miami <laughs> and miami so you know <laughs> i uh their their win total was four and a half so when we say in relative to expectation, there was the expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas put I the said expectation they're going at and over. And a half. I said right. they're
1: going to a bowl, and they technically had the toughest schedule in the ACC by all the metrics prior to the season. That's what was voted on. So remarkable job by the Jackets, by Brent Key in his first full year as head coach. So shout out. It was important to get the win this week because they play Georgia next week. So we all know that how that you know typically goes. So. Uh, good for the jackets, man. Those extra bowl practices, big deal. And uh, he can sell it to recruits. So had to mention it. It hadn't happened in a while.
0: Love it. Um, still ticked that I said five and seven was the ceiling, which was still me saying over the win total was a ceiling, and I picked five and seven. Um, <laughs> Miami, Mario Cristobal. Thank you, man. All you had to do was knee. Ruined it, man. Yeah, that was it. That was it. All I, all I asked, um, <laughs> Daniel Tuesday night, we're going to get the latest version of the playoff rankings. We nailed it last week. We've actually nailed it every week. Um, as far as what we thought was going to happen, mm-hmm. um, except for the first week, we thought UGA at three, maybe you said two and I said three. Anyway, we've done very well. It helps when chalk wins, but this Tuesday, what do you think the committee is going to do? And if you're on the committee, how would you rank the four teams?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to go Georgia. They're going to keep Georgia. They're going to keep Ohio State. Um, I think they're going to keep Michigan. Um, I, I don't think there's much doubt there. The one that kind of comes into question, is Florida State going to stay four? You know, they We've seen in the past where they've moved guys around based on you know injuries to players and stuff. But I would say they're not going to make that kind of a move this week. Um, and also Florida state was down what 13, nothing whenever Jordan Travis got hurt to North Alabama. So respectfully, like they dominated, it was North Alabama, but they dominated the opponent with the backup quarterback, the team, the offense scoring all their points behind, you know, under the leadership of the backup quarterback. So, I think that that kind of goes a long way. They also pasted them, you know, relative terms, 58 to 13. It wasn't like they struggled one 20 to 13 or something. If they did that, I could see them moving them down a peg uh, and bumping up Washington. I I think they hold it here. Washington did have a ranked win, so we'll have to watch that. But I think they hold it here for one more week. So Washington five and then Oregon six. Or, yeah. Yeah,
0: I'll stick with that. Florida State 4, Washington 5? Yeah. How would you have it if you were ranking it? I would probably put
1: Washington ahead of Florida State based on this this win. Um, and then, you know, I mean, the QB's gone. So, I mean, I'm kind of thinking yeah. about that too. It stinks if, you know. I don't think a one-loss team should go ahead of Florida State, but Washington. There's a, there's the fair argument to do it.
0: Let me make it easy for you. Uh, I'm going to rank this as if Jordan Travis is completely healthy. Um, here's what I think the committee's going to do: Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. I do think Washington jumps them. Okay. So like outside of Jordan Travis, I think what I think they're going to do is Washington jumps them. If I were ranking it, even with Jordan Travis healthy. I would not only have Washington jumping Florida State, I would have Washington jumping Michigan at this point. Really? Um, According to the committee's own numbers, like just based on their numbers, like if I'm in that room, Washington has wins against number six, number 11, number 17, number 22. That's four ranked wins. Florida State has one. And it's LSU from week one. And Washington, while they've played some close games, they've been against ranked teams. Like, um, so resume wise, I mean, seeing like Michigan's beaten one, Florida State's beaten one, Washington's beaten four. So I'm like, if you're not at least three, given that the committee typically has done a resume ranking, typically. Right. Um, so that's what I would do, but I don't think they're going to jump Washington two full spots with a two point win. Um, although Michigan struggled, we will see. Be sure to follow us on social media Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at The Extra Point Pod. You can follow Daniel on Twitter at Deep South Daniel. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Carnes with a K. That'll do it for this edition of The Extra Point. He is Daniel. I am Jacob.